Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we've got Martin Moore. He is a uh, he's a video like video guy with uh, Koss headphones. Uh, that's K O S S. He also um, is a, he's a morning host for is it TMJ? Yeah, six twenty W TMJ. You're doing your first uh, solo. Doing my first solo show this Thursday. Got my YouTube channel. Uh, I vlog. Just made a really cool video for Summerfest that. I personally thought was interesting. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I do uh, do all kinds of stuff. <coughs> well, that's fantastic, man. Um, yeah, uh, and you're also uh, Cost is a uh, partner of High Five, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, giving you guys a bunch of headphones. I think I came here a couple was it a couple months ago or earlier this yeah. year. Uh, I was probably a year ago for all I know. Did mm -hmm. the little speaking thing and mm -hmm. did a giveaway, which we should it feels like so. Which long we should though. do again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I uh, came across this tweet this guy posted and he said, as a millennial. Uh, like 1990 feels like it was 10 years ago. 2000 feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah. 2010 feels like it was 10 years ago. <laughs> but like 2015 feels like it was like 10,000 years oh ago. And it's it, so true because it's, it's so like true. I think about when I came here. Yeah. That feels like uh, yeah, and it was only like a. It, I know, right? <laughs> it feels like a total different like era, right? Though, you know what I mean? Exactly. But that's, I guess, it's just like how fast like um, time goes. Yeah, how just how fast like Milwaukee and its scene is moving too. Which is nice. I love it. I love it's crazy. Um, kind of just like looking at like the music scene, the video scene, the photography scene, the creative scene, just every scene you can think of in the city compared yeah. to like when I was like in my early twenties and it was just lethargic and there was nothing going on. Yeah. What a time to be in Milwaukee. Dude, holy <laughs> shit. Well, um, yeah, no, no kidding. We're going to get into all that. Um, so, um, yeah, so we talk about love and fear. Yeah. Um, Mr. Nice Guy, talk about how that manifests through your, uh, cr through your creativity, mm. through your passions, just through just the driving forces of everything that's led you to uh, be the who you are today. Yeah. And uh, just why you do what you do. So, um, so I, I guess uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about um, let's talk about costs because uh, um, I mean I I still need a pair. Yeah, uh, I was I was going to bring you some. Yeah. And then, uh, the my horrible memory forgot a giant bag full of headphones. It's all good, that's, dude. That's like. <laughs> but we'll get you we'll get you sorted out for sure. No, for sure. I, I appreciate it, man. I um I that's me like literally every time like uh, I bring a coffee cup to the studio. Yeah. Like. Cause I always like have to, I always make my coffee and then leave the house with it. Yeah. I always fucking leave the cup here I, and I keep, for, <laughs> I keep forgetting to I, uh, home. I have my coffee cup has been sitting in my desk at costs. I think like the second or third day I started, I was like, I'm going to bring coffee to work. Yeah. And I brought it and it's been sitting there ever since. Yeah. God knows what the inside looks like. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I guess tell me a little bit about, uh, the company itself and what makes uh, the headphones that uh, you guys make unique. Yeah, uh, we invented. So this is something that's kind of really cool that like most people who live in Milwaukee don't know about is the stereo headphone was invented by Koss in Milwaukee in 1958. Oh, wow. So shit. every pair of headphones you've ever owned that has like a left and a right on it, mm -hmm. a stereo, was invented in Milwaukee in 1958 wow. by John C. Koss. Oh, wow. uh, and just throughout the decades, 60 years, you know, we've just been really uh, kind of setting the setting the way as far as like electrostatic headphones sure. or wireless headphones stuff like mm -hmm. that um so it's it's really cool not only to get to do what i love make commercials shoot photos yeah. for a company i love but a company that has such a crazy history and mm. something pretty much everybody uses yeah, on a right. daily basis you know an instrumental yeah. role uh, yeah. and so like that's that's just really cool to be a part of that um, and get to shoot for that, and I just I love it, man. Like I, I really hate Fridays because mm. like I got to go home. Oh, like I just love man. waking up on Monday, just taking a shower, and then just getting to work and, and doing my thing. So it's pretty cool, man. So so you you do uh, like commercials and videos and stuff for the yeah. company. Um, yeah, I guess like uh, so. Do you um, so where did uh, your you acquire your like film and video making experience that gave you that role? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, you can do anything on yeah. fucking YouTube. So, well, actually, it kind of starts a little, it kind of predates that. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I never traveled before I met my wife. Sure. And so, when we first met, we finally went on a trip to Las Vegas. That was, like, our first oh, trip wow. together. And I was, like, super jacked. So, like, it was only the second time I had ever flown. And I was super jacked. So, I went out and I bought this little, can we swear on here? Yes. I bought this little shitty, like... <laughs> 
I don't know, five megapixel Kodak point and shoot. And as soon as we were up in the air, I started taking pictures. I started taking all this video and I was like vlogging and talking to it. I don't know why, because this was back in like, I don't know, 2007 or eight. Oh, wow. Okay. People weren't like really doing that. Right. Uh, and so anyways, I'd taken all these photos and all these videos from this trip. And when I got back, uh, I hopped on iMovie and I made this cool like little vacation video. Oh, wow. And it was kind of fun to like relive that trip whenever I wanted. So the next trip we went on, I did the same thing, recorded video and I ended up making all these vacation videos for every single trip we would go on and I uploaded them to YouTube uh, and like it was kind of really cool sharing that with the world. Then YouTube's <laughs> music algorithm came out where it like sniffed out stolen music oh, and I yeah. got like 58 strikes or something in like wow. a period of a week and they just shut my Holy channel down. Shit. So I was yeah. just, I was kind of upset because at the time I was like, I kind of wanted to take it further, further and do like vlogs like what I do now. And I was just like, like well, well screw it because for me music is, such an important part of the, the video and the storytelling. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's like the emotional anchor. Exactly. John yeah. Williams said that uh, it's like the emotional anchor that ties everything together. And yeah. So that kind of like really turned me off. So I switched to Snapchat, uh, and I got to be like one of the first people to do stories where you could like string your little Snapchats together, and that was kind of really my first um, like dipping my toes into like vlogging and yeah. real big time storytelling. And then eventually I came across like SoundCloud uh, and connected with some really cool artists, was able to get some good music, then mm -hmm. started my YouTube channel that I have now. Uh, and then did like 89 vlogs in a row, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wow. Uh, then kind of toned it down to like five, four, three. What were you like making like, videos of at the time? Just basically my first one, which is horrible, don't ever watch it. But my first one, I went downtown and I was like, all right, well, what the hell am I gonna talk about? And I was like, well, I guess I'll just see if I can go up to some random people and be like, what do you like Boba Milwaukee? <laughs> so everyone <laughs> yeah. was like, beer, beer, beer. Yeah. Um, but it was the pretty box. cool, yeah. right? Um, and so like my my vlogs really just turned about like Milwaukee, kind of like sharing uh, like people like you in Milwaukee, local businesses and yeah. stuff like that. Just kind of like my experience in the city. Um, and that's really what taught me how to like tell stories, how to edit video, mm -hmm. how to make videos. And I think it was within a month, I had already made one for Omtown Yogis, who's like a, one of those, you ever see people at the art museum or like down on like Fundamental yeah. Yoga? Did one for them and then I just started doing it for all these companies. Oh, wow. And that's how it cost me. Man, so, that's YouTube. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. the, the, the elevator one on YouTube. Yeah. Dude, that's, well, that's super dope. I mean, I, I, I uh, definitely resonate with um, just the, I love, like storytelling is so much fun. You it know? is. It's, it's such an intuitive process. You know, you're like, you can make, such a basic, otherwise like uh, very like mundane task, yeah. like grocery shopping, yeah, or in every day like, relacing your shoes. Exactly, yeah, you can entertaining for yeah. people. You know, because there's just so many different. You know, there's different film techniques. There's different like um, so many different angles that you might be trying to, to capture like a different um, like a you know a different emotion or a different yeah. side of an action. Terrence Malick is a um, he did like Tree of Life, uh, Night of Cops. He's a, a filmmaker that I absolutely love who does really crazy like you were talking about like angles and stuff yeah uh, and cinematic shots like really wide angle shots and pushing people in the corner yeah. to really kind of like emphasize the emotion in oh, yeah. uh, of his story so yeah that's an excellent exactly that's an excellent point yeah like you just it's uh you can take like you said just mundane tasks yep. and just make them into into art yeah you know art that's also you know um just uh has some kind of like um emotional um gravitation for other people yeah you know where exactly. they where they just think about something that seems very simple in a very abstract way yeah um i mean i, I think was, where you can really get people with that too is um like when you, I've always been a fan, like fan of making sure there's always like a beginning, a middle, and an end yeah, to yeah. to every story mm -hmm. I tell, whether it's a video or a Snapchat story or something. And I think, like you said, like creating something that's very emotionally accessible for people. I think people really resonate and gravitate towards something that has like a beginning, a yeah. middle, and an end. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, I feel like it's, we gravitate towards that like structural. Yes. Yes. Idea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We we crave structure. Um, so, um, yeah, and like, I mean, even just with the, you know, doing this show, like, I love, I kind of like to think of, like, my episodes as, like, um, you know, there's an intro, a body, and an outro, you yeah. know? so there is that, I like, love that, that beginning, middle, and end, and, like, the outro is always actually, uh, I do a selfie video, no, so nice. we're gonna do a selfie yes. video after this, but, and one I did, of my personal favorite kinds of exactly. videos. Exactly. Yeah, we just uh, did one on your story. Yes, yeah, on now. my little Instagram story. Yeah, check it out. Um, but, like, uh, I didn't even actually have this selfie video um, 
uh, that wasn't an original idea that I had when I started doing the show until one day I was doing, this is like the third episode I did. I, um, my camera died while, oh, while I was filming. Did you know that it died? Yeah, I could hear okay. it. Like I could hear. Like, that's the worst. There's nothing worse than like recording a music track or a video, and then like you find out you never hit the record button. Yeah, yeah, it's hell. Just want to like throw it's, your camera. Oh my god, it's hell. It's it's awful. And and um, so I, so luckily like I can hear my camera shut off. Nice. So I was like, oh fuck. Well, <laughs> you know, I still we need to close out. So I'm gonna do it the selfie way. And I just liked the way it sort of like. Um, it just was like a culmination of everything we talked about, and then it was, and it was also very personal. Yeah. Because both me and my guests are just, it's just our faces, and we're just talking and just, you know, giving our final thoughts. And I felt like that was like just the best way to sort of just conclude it, on a story. It's very you know? unique. I don't know that I've ever been on a podcast or seen one that like does something like that. That's real. That's a really cool way to, to end it, especially oh, yeah. if like your guests and. Like that's a theme of your of your yeah. show, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're expecting, they're like they're waiting for the for the end for the yeah. payoff. That's kind of cool. I like that. Well, cause yeah, thank you. Well, I don't. Hopefully, I don't muck it up. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, we're a dream team. Yeah. I think we're a really good team. I like. Yeah. And I um, but I I don't like it when you know a podcast or a show of any kind just kind of just like ends abruptly. Mm-hmm. I, I just I feel like. It's like when a movie ends very abruptly, yes. and you're just craving more. Yes, it 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 just kind of like uh, it it fucks with you. Cause yeah, it's like you want you don't have that like closure. Yeah, exact. Yes, that's a perfect word for that. Yeah, and that's what, again. That's what I always try to do with my my vlogs or even my Instagram stories. Like when I leave here, like I'll do a like like in my Instagram story, I'll be like, "Nice to see you, dude. Like, thanks so much." Oh, yeah. And I'll film myself like my feet walking out and opening mm-hmm. my car. Just, just something that closure, a stimulus, that, that resolution. Yeah. I think is really what what gets people, and they feel this sort of satisfaction that they came on you with whatever fucking journey you were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, no, well, I, we're really we're really breaking this down. We are. No, we are though. But it, but these are these are just very uh, keystone parts of. Uh, of crafting a good video. Oh, for sure. And you know that. For sure. You definitely so when does our master course come out for uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna... master class video? Yeah, for... this is actually, um, this is to, <laughs> to announce that we're doing a, a nice guy costs uh... ma- ma- uh, master class yeah. storytelling. Yeah, we're, we're, we're starting classes now. First episode is going to be on sale for $199. Yes. Uh, you can get you, $300 you... off. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like, I mean, obviously, like, we all use, you know, everyone uses headphones like whether they're the the bluetooth ones whether it's just the traditional yeah. iphone ones whether it's beats whether it's bose there's a million there's so many different kinds you know on amazon uh the number one category is headphones mm. yeah i i believe there's it so many I it's such it. a crazy market to be in yeah and it's so cool that we've been able to stay competitive in that market over the years and over the decades yeah. all the competition that's not only come but that's gone and hasn't mm-hmm. been able uh, to be as fortunate as and thrive. Yeah. You know? What do you think has just, uh, what do you feel like are some innovations that Koss has had that's uh, that's made it such a force to be reckoned with over the years, besides the invention of the stereo that you mentioned yeah. before? I mean, we really, we pride ourselves on, obviously comfort is a big one, but but the sound, the sound of Koss is a, a term that we coined a long time ago. And we really do, like we're working on headphones right now that literally, our engineers have been tuning since before I started there. Wow. We are just relentless about making sure that they sound great. There's so many cheap like Chinese headphones out there and other brands that make headphones where they literally, they'll just buy a driver, pop it in there, and then ship it to you. Uh, wow. And you know, a lot of people don't care, don't notice the difference, but there's a lot of people that do, like, you know, people that work here that course, they yeah. care and, you know, they want a very neutral sounding headphone or they want a lot of bass or maybe it's for running and they want like a lot of treble or something mm-hmm. like that. And so, you know, we really pride ourselves on the way that our headphones sound and how they feel and the longevity of them. I mean, we have a, a lifetime warranty on basically oh, hell yeah. all of our stuff. So like those Pro 4S's that you guys use, they fall out of your car, like on the freeway, We'll, we'll replace them for you great. Uh, for <laughs> life. So, yeah. you know, uh, those things are the things that we, re- we really pride ourselves on. Um, and so I try mm-hmm. to convey a lot of that stuff in my videos uh, and our pictures and stuff like that. But, That's great because uh, we go through, uh, you know, headphones are very, like, uh, easily susceptible to damage. Well, or for sure. They're they're t- I mean, they're a tool. It's a hammer oh, for yeah. you guys. It's a, it's a screwdriver. So yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I've uh, had my iPhone, like my regular white headphones, uh, 
going to the laundry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes they've actually come out still working. Really? Yeah. That's but, surprising. Yeah, I know, but other times not so much. <laughs> but I think like, just uh, headphones are a cool thing to collect too. Really? Yeah, because I'm not a huge headphone guy, so it is a little bizarre that I work for a headphone ironic, company, but yeah. like it's crazy some of like the YouTubers that I know who like review stuff and yeah. they, they're like talking about how like they burn the drivers in and they're like testing the ohms and stuff and like all this crazy stuff yeah. I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope someday I could get into that. Oh yeah. But collecting them is not something that I do. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I could totally see how... Some people just stick to one pair and, uh, that's, and that's fine. But I, I think that just the whole aesthetics and also just sort of the... The aesthetics is a cool thing. Yeah. There's so many cool looking pairs of, mm -hmm. of headphones out there, uh, out there. It's almost like cars or jewelry yeah. or, you know. And just the difference in sound manipulation too. Like oh, it, right. it can be just really, uh, no pun intended, uh, fun to like have your ear to. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and just kind of listen to like a track you make or one of your favorite tracks and listen to it on one pair and pick out a lot of little things in the background that you might yeah. not have picked out exactly. with other headphones. Yeah, so yeah, I guess uh, what makes your uh, workplace so desirable too, because I know you said that you just love going to work, yeah. you hate not being at work. Yeah. What, I, what brings so much joy to that? Because I, I get to do what I get love. I get to shoot pictures, uh, I get to make videos, tell stories, uh, I do a lot of like website stuff and email stuff, sure. which is also fun. I think the biggest thing is, is I'm, I'm not working on cars, so I mean I'm, I'm really doing what I love, yeah. like I would do it for free. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's just what I've wanted to do for forever was just create. I've always been an entertainer and a creator, and so mm -hmm. I get to create and entertain people yeah. with our photos and our videos and stuff, and hopefully mm -hmm. sell some headphones along the line. Perfect. So it's just it's it's the perfect deal for me. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I want. I honestly, there's nothing else I would I would rather be doing. Totally. I'm very fortunate that I get to say that there's a lot of people that are stuck in jobs they hate so they can buy shit they don't need Man, and yeah. there's just no way out for them yeah. and I'm just I'm very fortunate that I was able to create and find a path for myself to get out of cars and, yeah. and you know have the serendipitous relationship with costs that totally. I do <laughs> yeah no yeah for sure so and they found you through your videos that yeah you through a YouTube you, video yeah that. they found me on a I think it was a video I admit I can't remember if it was a vlog that I did or if it was a video that I made for On Milwaukee because have you heard about On Milwaukee? Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I made videos for them for like six months from like 2000, I think 16 going into 2017. Okay. I think they found me on one of those videos and then they really liked it and they had a new pair of Bluetooth headphones coming up and they're like, hey, we want you to like, because I was doing photography at the time too. Sure. Like, we would love you to do a campaign for us and shoot some photos of these new headphones and make a commercial for us. And so that was really my first big time like partnership with uh, a company. I'd done mm -hmm. some stuff for like ASICs and like a lot of s small local yeah, companies. Sure. This is like my first like you know multi-million dollar worldwide company and so I really didn't want to screw it up. And so I wanted to create something really cool and unique for them and the commercial that I made for them I thought was, I thought was really, really cool. It got a lot of uh, fanfare but yeah. I shot the entire thing with photos sure oh wow and then strung them all together oh, uh, wow. so it was almost like a, a flip book oh and cool. it was the smartest d dumbest thing i ever did because it was it took forever to edit <laughs> oh yeah i believe it, it, um, it like as in it, it's like almost like a stop motion kind yes of thing. exactly okay, exactly yeah. i think i think like target or amazon did kind of a version of it where they, they'd have like a, a couple laying on their backs and like i don't know bananas and stuff would like like float in to like yeah. show all the products they sell but this was like a full-blown someone putting their headphones on a story where they got into a car oh, or yeah. went to a club and so, uh, oh, but anyway, wow. so I did that for them. Then they had me do another shoot for them for some uh, some VR stuff that they were working on. Um, and then eventually, I was just getting so sick of working on cars. I asked them if I could use them as a reference because mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm gonna create a resume. Like it's time it's time to get yeah. out. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but uh, I'm by the end of the year I'm gonna do something. Uh, and so I emailed them and I was like, hey, can I use you guys as like a reference for my resume? And they emailed me back and like it's. Didn't seem like a panic, but maybe and they're like, "Well, we don't have anything available right yeah. now, but you know, why don't you come in, meet the team, and you know, uh, we'll we'll see what we can do." And I was like, "Okay, I wasn't looking for a job, but yeah. that would be cool." Right. Went in, uh, and then I think after a couple of weeks, I was I was working there, and it's got Man. to be the middle finger to my car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best feeling. <laughs> uh, it was that was literally, you know, there's a lot of days that like you know stand out in your mind, like pivotal moments in your life, and that the day that I 
I like quit working on cars. I remember I went home and I cried. And like it can make me cry right now because it's it's just crazy when like you believe in yourself and you truly believe that like mm-hmm. there's something you can do, there's something you can achieve. But so many people doubt you, don't think you can. There's so many fucking haters out there on my YouTube channel and stuff, just you know, giving you shit, telling you you're, you're nothing. And and when you finally do it, and you finally prove everyone wrong, which is not the goal. It's to prove yourself right. Yeah. But but when either of those things happen, it's just the feeling just it completely overwhelms you. And I, I remember yeah. when I when I quit and I went home and I was like, holy shit, it's a wrap. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not a car mechanic yeah. anymore. Like, and it, it still it doesn't seem real. Like I'm gonna go do a photo shoot tomorrow morning downtown oh, uh, awesome. with Ian Bennett from the Milwaukee Wave. Oh wow. And. I, it just doesn't seem real. Yeah. Uh, it never seems real. I think so. I think that contributes to the reason why I, I love what I do. I love my job. Oh, yeah. I love working for cost because it's literally it's like it's living my dream. Because it was just such a leap um, for, towards your self determination. Uh, and and all, there was so much time, uh, energy, blood, sweat, and tears that went into creating that opportunity. Yeah, I believe for it for myself. Because like I always looked at like this is I, I've said this a couple times, but and this is like a poor analogy, and I'm sorry because I know thousands of people died but I always kind of looked at my life working on cars as the Titanic the Titanic sinking and my goals of being a photographer and doing videos like the shore and in between yeah. each one of those points were all these lifeboats and every lifeboat that I got into every opportunity that I took got me one step closer yeah. to the shore mm-hmm. and everyone I didn't get into every opportunity I didn't take there was someone treading for their life in the water right next to me that would gladly have taken my place yeah. And so you think about all those opportunities, all the shit you did for free, all the all the late nights, you know, all the no sleep, yeah. uh, almost got divorced. And I think about all the little things and steps that took to get to yeah. where I am. And I think that's that's why I got so emotional, dude. That's maybe, but that's like that's a that's a, well, dude. That's a success story if I've ever heard one. I mean, I I think because like I mean, for one, I'm fucking working towards that right yeah. now. Like I mean, I'm you know I'm still working a day job right now. Uh, Washing dishes down the street at yeah, company and then you come here and you do this and I come here. I do this I write for break and entering uh, throughout the week I'll try to hit shows when I can and Right now like I mean I'd love to make a living out of just doing these fun things But you know, I'm it's it's you know, it's a, it's a step-by-step process and sure there's a lot of anxiety yeah. There's a lot of anger a lot of fear. F- yes <laughs> Nice tie in a lot there. Of fear. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was um uh, Man, you're good at this <laughs> So, but yeah, like I, I think I, um, I, I crave that feeling so much and I know that it's going to happen one yeah. day, but that's exactly why, like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, folk, I'm not trying to be complacent in anything I do. Yeah. You know, I have to like work every single day with some kind of, um, motivation that this is all going to mean something in yep. the long run, you know? And I think that's, and exactly you enjoy the view. You enjoy the process. Ton and I fun, think, yeah. I think that's what separates people like, like you and I, if not to flex. But I think that's yeah. what separates people like you and I, people who want, like get it from people who want it. Yeah. People that are like, that want to catch the carrot, but they're not interested in building the, the pole and the stick, yeah. you know, the, the carrot's dangling on. Mm-hmm. You, you have to love the process because oh, if you're just chasing the end, end goal, which is nice if you get there, you're going to burn out real right. quick. You have to enjoy the doing of and course. the getting up and the late nights and the networking and the yeah. failing and the trying and the failing, failing, failing and succeeding, you know. The quickest way to success is not the way to go, because um, yeah. it, it usually never has any lasting impact. No, um, I think that yeah, like you're right. I, I yeah, there's days where you know I want to you know pull my hair out, but there's also days where I just am just genuinely happy about what I'm doing and I'm excited to keep moving forward. Yeah, I, I'm in no rush. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think anyone really should be in a rush because no, you have like especially if you're young. Yeah. If you're, 19, 20, 21. I mean, I'm, I was unfortunate to kind of grow up. I grew up in 1980. So in my early 20s, I just drank and acted a fool. There was no Facebook or there was yeah. no networking. This never would have happened when I was right. 20 years old. I never would have met you. So yeah. the opportunities that kids have today are far beyond anything that I ever had. And so you can get started even before you graduate from high school, but you can have a, a nice path laid out for you uh, in your early 20s, and you got all the time in the world, exactly. you know, yeah. uh, to, to try things mm-hmm. and fail things and do. Right. I unfortunately really got serious about like my grind and my dreams when I was in my, at best, late 20s, 
uh, but more like 31, 32, oh, where well, I really sure. buckled down. And that's tough when I have a wife and I have a house and car and all these obligations, thinking about retirement yeah. and stuff like that. And, and it makes it harder the older you get because you have all these obligations. There's there's more and more and more yeah. at, at stake yeah. if you do fail. And exactly. so, like you said, when you're young, you've got the time yeah. to do it, but you gotta make the time. Yeah, exactly. Or you end up in the same situation that I was where you're 30, you know, I think, what was it when I finally decided I was done with cars, I was like 36, I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, all right, dude, you can do it now or this is what you're doing for the rest right, of your life. Yeah. Are you, you happy get, being a mechanic till you're 65? Yeah. Then get off your fucking ass right. and prioritize and do it. it. Do prioritize something. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or stop looking in the mirror and bitching to yourself, yeah. you know? Right. And so. I'm doing, and I want to talk about that. So you worked on cars for a long time. 20 years. 20 years. 1999 to, well, I really started in 1997 at Jiffy Lube. That was my first job working on cars. I changed oil and then I ended up becoming the manager when I was, I think 17 or 18. Um, then like Jiffy Lube got bought out by I don't know, some stupid company. And then, so then I ended up going to Honda in 99 Worked at a Honda dealership for I think four or five years, then went to another Honda dealership from 2004 all the way up to 2017. Oh, wow. uh, so it was basically 1997 to, to 2017. Wow. That's all I did. That's all I knew. I was a master Honda technician. I was really good at it, um, but it was killing my body. Uh, I was making less and less and less money because oh, you only get yeah. paid by like what you do. Sure. And everything was under warranty, and I was working 50 hours a week and getting paid for 20 of it, and I was just. I dropped out of college, so it was like, what the hell am I going to do? You it know? felt like there was a ceiling to it. Like yeah. You could only move so high yes, with it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, and that's exactly why I, I've always been kind of hesitant to, like when I graduated last year, I was applying to all the Indeed jobs. Like I was applying to, I was in journalism, so I was applying to like all the, um, you know, jobs I was finding on Indeed with, with like, you know, whether it's like uh you know, these media specialist jobs or, um, you know, pr assistant producer at some station out in Chicago or something like those are just like jobs, jobs that were just on Indeed that, yeah. you know, I would, that would be at the top of my search results and I'd be applying to those. And I'm like, I don't want any of these. Right. Like I, yeah, it's like, I'm sure like I, if I worked at this job for a while, I'm sure like maybe yeah I could move up, get promoted, but I don't I don't really see any joy working towards that. Yeah. You know, like I for one, like I mean and like I like to be honest, like I'm kinda stubborn like when it comes to like oh like work. Like I You I, should be Everyone I hate I, be. I hate having a boss, you yeah. know. Like I just I don't like answering to a higher up that that like says I need to do what I want to do in a certain way. Yeah. And I mean sometimes bosses are fucking dope. I've yeah. had very dope bosses. My um, boss is dope. Yeah. I, boss, I have a lot of creative freedom yeah. to pretty much do. Well that's you know. what I'm saying. As long as they give you that creative right. freedom. That's, Mo most places don't. Yeah. Like exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, you you're see so you're like that's that's the way I feel like a boss should be is to motivate you and also just believe in you to believe in your instinct. Oh yeah. And I like I wouldn't. You be, hire you hire yeah. people and you employ people to to bring the talent and bring the good ideas. Yeah. If you're just gonna dictate the ideas right. and dictate what they do, you hire a monkey to do that. Exactly. You, you yeah. don't need someone with a college degree or all this yeah. talent and stuff like that. Right. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Where you have to like fit this this and this bullet point. Like you yeah. have to do this this like. And there's a there's a lot of places like that. Whether it's broadcasting or marketing agencies or wherever that that operate that way yeah. uh, rather than, you know, yeah, you, like what I do where I get a lot of freedom and I, col I collaborate with, you know, my team yeah. a lot on stuff. I'm always asking for feedback and a lot of times they'll give me ideas and stuff. But in the end, I'm always, you know, bringing the ideas yeah. in. Exactly. Uh, because at a, a lot of those other jobs, you know, sure, like maybe, you know, I might get a salary paying job. I might get insurance. I might get you know, a better place to live, who knows? Yeah. But, you know, but if I can only like utilize my, like my, um, my creative potential and my horizons to like a finite amount, yes. then that's not somewhere I want to yeah. be. And, and if that's, if that's kind of like the genre of wherever, you, you know, someone is creating is in, 
if that's what it is, that's that's not a good thing because you know, you'll you'll burn out real quick. Exactly, especially if it's if like you're just somebody that always wants more. Yeah, some people are totally content with, you know, just yeah. for working in a you know working in a corporate job or working in a you know just a job nine to, a typical nine to five. Like some people are totally com comfortable with that. They like that structure. They like having like a very specific structure they need to do things. Yeah. But that was just never the way I operated. Yeah. That's I was right. always trying to like kind of push your own think outside of the box and and like different ways and like or just, you know, be able to like do some be able to like allow my personality to be part of what I do. Yes. That's important in a job. I remember uh, the first video that I like really took a chance on that I made for cost it was for a new pair of gaming headphones that came out and it was like totally off brand it had like crazy dubstep music to it like we're, we're wow. most of our stuff like the, the aesthetic is very like light bright warm aesthetics and this was like black background like dark you could barely see the renders of the headphones yeah. the super fast dubstep music super fast cuts to it and I was like Boy, I don't think they're gonna like this. But I thought it was awesome, and I thought that we we could make it on brand, and I think people would like it. And if we did it right, it, it would work. And I remember showing it to, to my boss, and he's like, "This is dope." And I was like, That's "Ah, awesome!" Yes. Yeah. And there's so many examples of that uh, that I've been fortunate enough, you know, to to be a part of there. But like you said, there's a lot of places and a lot of genres that aren't like that, where like they don't yeah. they don't want you to think outside of the yeah, box and, exactly. and bring your your personality and right. your, your ideas, and that's yeah. that's frustrating. It is, and and that's exactly why I like you know I like to I like doing what I do now. Um, you know, I, I am allowed to go out to shows. I interview bands and artists, and I. Do a, a, I do show write-ups in a unique way where like I try to bring the sort of in the same way I do with this show where like I try to bring the humanity out of my subject, just sort of get to know who they are as a person and why they do what they do and like what they're what's going on with them right now. Those are like the kinds of articles I write and people have seemed to like them in the six months I've done it. Nice. You know I want to just keep doing it because that's just that's the way I like to tell stories and yeah. that's the way I like to. Uh, just relate to people. Yeah. Um, and I can't do that when, you know, if, you know, I'm working for some big publication that has a specific format and a specific like cookie cutter definition of what their content looks like, then, you know, am I really fully like realizing like what I'm capable of? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Is I, your talent and vision being self-actualized? Yes, I love it. This Will you be. ever reach the apotheosis of your creativity? Oh my god. This I got guy. bangers, man. Like, Dude, we can just, I can pop these out. The nomenclature <laughs> is on point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, and so I also. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then I also, so you mentioned you were uh, the morning host for news at yeah. uh, MJ. That was something I never thought would yeah. ever happen. How did that come out of the framework? I don't know. To, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I do a lot of podcasts, but I don't think that many people listen to them. So I don't know how they found me, unless maybe it was like through my YouTube videos or something. Sure. Um, but they found me and they wanted me to kind of like guest host once a week on the show that I do now. Uh, and it was within like a couple shows. They were like, we want you to, we want to put you on yeah. like your own thing, like try you out and see, yeah. see how it works. And like it's it's really hard for me because I'm such a busy person and it's yeah. it's a huge commitment. And so finally, uh, I do my my weekly show. I have it tomorrow. That is pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm finally doing my first actual solo show with like the controls in front of me, which nice. looks like the fucking space shuttle oh, yeah. command center. Yeah. Not intimidating at all. No, 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 uh, no. and <laughs> I'm gonna just go solo and and see how it goes. Um, but I, I'm excited and like kind of scared. I don't. I'm not nervous that like I can't. I can't uh, keep a conversation or talk right, or be yeah. entertaining. I'm just nervous. Like I don't know. I hope people don't think like I'm boring or <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just something I never thought. If you told me a year ago, oh yeah, you're gonna be on the radio, I'd be like, what are you talking? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and looking back, you know, again, it was only two years and two months ago I quit working on cars. If you told me I'd be working for Cost and doing these YouTube videos, like have Summerfest just invite me to do my YouTube video and I'd be on the radio, I'd be like. Boy, yeah, <laughs> I hit the jackpot, and it's just I'm just so fortunate. Yeah. It didn't come without a lot of hard work, right? Um, but it's just it's proof that if I if I can do this shit without a college degree, uh, you know, and just 
using using my talents and in the internet and stuff to my uh, advantage. Other people can do it too. Yeah, we live with a we live within a DIY ethic. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's it's a, it's a huge part of uh, anyone who's getting their careers started out, and uh, it also just speaks volumes to the just allowing people to do exactly that, doing making some kind of idea that was in the back of their minds and turning it into a reality no. based on what you can learn off of YouTube because right. you can learn fucking anything you want. I learned how to shoot photos off of YouTube. Yes. Chase Jarvis is, I watched his YouTube videos, learned how to, you know, yeah. that's how I learned how to edit video. Yep. Uh, it's, it's how I learned how to do everything that I do now. It's, and, it's how I learned yeah. how to talk on the radio and talk yeah. on podcasts and talk in my videos. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't born being able to just, neither of us were born. Right. We were talking about it before we started the video, born to talk on camera. Oh, and so yeah. like I wasn't born or neither of us were born being able to like hold conversations yeah. and entertain people. Hopefully we're entertaining you. Yep. But it's, yep. it's, it's all skills that you learn by watching other people and, and you know, of course, most people mimic other people and copy other people, but then eventually build your own thing off of the skill set that you've yeah. learned and bring that vision you were you were scared to bring in the beginning, yeah. and now put that in the forefront with all the skills and stuff you've learned uh, off of like YouTube or books or whatever podcast yeah. or audio, whatever it is that you're yeah. that you're watching. Anything that and anything that you for some reason can't find on YouTube, you can also just Google. Right. It's it's, it's, a, yeah. it's it's literally like I mean, you really have. Yeah. I mean, unless you're becoming like a lawyer or a doctor yeah. or an airplane pilot, because I don't recommend people learn how to fly uh, DIY yeah. style. But yeah. other than you know those major things, there's really no task that you can't learn for free off the internet. Right. Yeah. And so there's no excuse, you know, um, for you to not at least try something. You may not be cut out for it. There's a reason why I'm not the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Right. I'm. I'm. That's not my skill set. I could go try it though and try and learn it. And so if there's something you want to do, learn about it, fuck around with it, try it. If it doesn't work out or you're not feeling it, move on to something yeah, else. Exactly. There's no excuse to not try. You know, if you're just sitting on your ass Netflix and chilling on the weekends and you're not trying to trying to learn something or do something, it's wasted talent no, in a lot of ways, man. It is because there's so many people out there that could be good at so many things. There's yeah. so much to contribute, not only to the world, but just to their own self worth and make yeah. their lives so much more substantial and so i hate it when people are are afraid and fearful of of, of trying something yeah. and taking a chance and they recoil at the idea of an opportunity yeah which i and to, like to be honest like i definitely did for a while but I'm at, at one point i'm like okay i'm ready i'm gonna go to high five studio yeah. i'm gonna meet ryan rossman yeah and i'm gonna fucking finally like Go out and see like what the city's all about and like who's in it and everything and and like doing broadcasting definitely also you can attest to this um it teaches you a lot to manipulate your voice yes. in a lot of really unique ways mm -hmm. um i like i mean even just when i'm not even like doing like anything related to broadcasting when i'm just having a conversation with somebody i think consciously about like my tone and yes. my pitch and i yes. think about how i'm the inflections uh, of different words in the sentence and I think about how I'm just uh, emphasizing different parts of like phrases and sentences like those are things I think about all the time oh, when I'm sure. well, I totally yeah, like that yeah. I even I even think about like there's a lot of times where I will purposely put pauses or purposely like kind of repeat myself just to slow it down yeah. for people to add a little suspense to yeah this, exactly this, and there's yeah. a lot of times where like i'll just kind of like go up to the camera like this and talk really yeah, yeah. quietly yeah like uh, <laughs> yeah. just little things like that that kind of give your your voice yeah uh character yeah you know totally something that people could hear without ever seeing you and go i know who that is right you know you know yeah. who howard stern is when you hear him on exactly. the radio um you know you know who rush limbaugh is if you like him uh you know who he is on the radio you know who joe rogan is yeah yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah. like i i've always kind of like strive to have like that kind yeah. of voice persona and exactly. so i do all the voiceovers for our costs oh, nice. and it's always funny when people recognize me like you did the voiceover for that <laughs> and it's cool that yeah. people recognize my voice and so like you just said exactly. uh, it's all those little those little things that you do being yeah. consciously aware of how you're totally. talking because it, it because it, it gets broken down into so many components and all those components matter into being a good host oh. or to being a good 
a good anchor or a good otherwise just conversationalist. Yeah. I think that like because when I started doing broadcasting in high school, like I used no, none of that. I was totally monotone. Just I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just read what was on the screen and I read it as fast <laughs> as I could. Yeah, but like I like when you can actually start, um, you can actually start really embracing like the the power of. Um, of the voice and conveying a message, mm -hmm. you never know who you are going to impact. Yeah. Or, for example, something as simple as a as the voiceovers you do in those commercials mm -hmm. can make the product that much more appealing. Oh, for in sure. Such a fascinating. Yeah. Way. Well, just think about. There's this really. I can I don't know if I could ever find it again. But someone took this Toyota commercial that was in the Super Bowl, and I don't know who they picked for the voiceover, but it was. Horrible. It was just <laughs> so boring. Yeah. And so this d other dude like did a whole new voiceover for it, and it the commercials just night and day. Yeah. Uh, right. It's almost, it's the same thing with music. Music. Too. Yes. The music and the voice. You know, it's yeah. almost doesn't even matter what the visuals look like. Yeah. The music, the voiceover, whatever the audio is. Yep. Is almost more important right. than <laughs> yeah than the visuals because it plays such a substantial role in just the entire tone of. Uh, yeah, the content, dude. Oh my god, yeah. Like you, you put like um, you know, like that's why like I I know the people that like um, that like uh, compose soundtracks for like movies or video games or shows yes. whatever. They have a really tough job. They oh, got to put in that sure. placement of like the appropriate um, arrangements in order to properly like uh, reflect the story or the the. Particular scenes or one hundred percent. It's it's a tough. You look job. at you can go all the way back to when uh, Quake. Do you ever remember the game Quake? Of course. Trent Reznor did the entire yeah. soundtrack for it. That game is not as popular as it is without that soundtrack. Yeah. That entire soundtrack yeah. sets the entire tone of yeah. that game. And I mean that's I don't know how the hell old that game is. Twenty something 20, years yeah. old. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just amazing how how that just kind of sets the tone for. Yeah. How it's like in John Williams from Star Wars. Right. It's the emotional anchor that ties everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is though. It really fucking is. So, um, so do you know what? Uh, so like, uh, do you have like a specific topic or, or thing you're doing when you're going to be doing the solo show? On yes, the I am going to talk um, about um, are we are we working jobs that we hate to buy shit we don't need uh, and just kind of talk about like. Um, commercialism uh, and just uh, how, how much we work nowadays how we have an entire generation of kids that are being raised by daycare um, versus like when I grew up and, and how we're working these jobs to buy these houses we don't need and cars we don't need and $1,500 iPhones yeah. and all this shit and it, is it making you any happier could you buy less stuff and really take a chance on that dream job of yours uh, and make yourself happy, you know? Because yeah. as someone who's worked a job and a career that I hated forever, it's astonishing how fast time goes. And yeah. so like when I brought up when we first started this video, this tweet that I found where this guy said, you know, 1990 feels like it was 10 years ago, yeah. you know? It, it, was, it was astonishing when I finally realized, oh my God, I'm almost 40. Where did this last 20 years mm -hmm. go? Um, and like, how am I going to play catch up? And you can really get caught up uh, in life and a decade and two decades can pass you by and it's never too late, but sometimes it, it, it could be too late. Yeah. You find yourself having a family and a house and all these obligations yeah. and now you are stuck being a mechanic till you're 65. And I know a lot of guys that there's, they have no option. Uh, They're stuck. And so uh, I'm going to talk about, talk about that. I think that'll be something a lot of listeners will be able to empathize with. Hopefully hopefully call in because oh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna really need people to call and text oh, in oh, the, yeah. so I can bounce off people they're gonna be like Martin you uh, struck a oh, with me I know. and then uh, <laughs> let I me know. tell you what I've been right. doing my whole life I don't know what I'm gonna talk about for the uh, for the for the second hour I'm gonna I'm gonna try and lighten it up yeah um, but it man should be, it should be good hopefully it, yeah. it goes well you know how low if it doesn't how they won't invite me back oh <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how it couldn't though, because yeah. that's such a that's a conversation that happens a lot within like you know our uh, it, it just happens within our circles a lot. Oh, for sure. But it's a conversation that conversation that needs to be brought to the airwaves. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to ignite change. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people hopefully hear it and they wake up the next day and go, you know what? 
I'm gonna start making a YouTube yep. video. I'm gonna start making that song. I'm gonna start writing that book. I'm gonna start whatever it is, the, start the process. I'm not yeah. gonna wait till next week or my New Year's resolution or, yeah. you know. Um, Dude, my dad, like, so my parents are, they were entrepreneurs for 30 years. They own oh, a nice. greenhouse. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, after, like, you know, their business liquidated, they needed to find that new beginning. And they're in their 50s. Yeah. Um, my dad, uh, you know, he was, um, for a little while, he was lacking a lot of direction. So he, what he started doing is uh, started watching YouTube cooking videos. Nice. He became hugely fascinated by just the culinary arts. He started baking pies like every fucking week. God, I, w I miss it. That sounds just like my dad. He had a business that ended up like it was right during the recession. Yeah. Ended up having a That's what and he got into cooking. Too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. Cooking. Did man. we just become best friends? We did. Yeah, so <laughs> we did. That's exactly what happened. Like he, so he started, um, you know, he started like getting really into pies and that turned into, he started just making, you know, our entree main course meals for our dinners that we would have. Like, and he was learning all that stuff from YouTube. Yeah. Um, he was, he found such a passion in it. Um, and my mom was always really into like culinary stuff too. Mm -hmm. My whole family really is, but he like just, now, whenever I come home, which isn't very often, but, um, or when I even just ask my mom, how's dad been? Yeah. He's always fucking watching YouTube videos. Is he? Like, always watching cooking videos, nice. like, all the time. It's just something that he just loves doing now. Good. And it's, and it's, it's literally, like, because of the internet and because of people using a, uh, literally a tool that anyone can pick up and use, like mm -hmm. you said. And sharing something that they know so that other people can learn something too. Exactly. Changes life. You know, for all the things that suck about the internet, you hear stuff like that yeah. and it's just like, it's pretty I guess it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, but, and you can, in the same way how it brought us together. Yeah, and exactly. How it brought, it connected you with High Five, it connected me with High Five Studio. Yeah. It connected all of us, it connects us in a lot of mm -hmm. great ways, but, Yes, and I'm not even going to get into that because that is worthy of a whole oh, yeah. other episode. Oh, yeah. That's the one where, that's the episode where we have the alcohol involved. Yes, yeah. That's where we're going to have uh, drinks on the yeah. table. And, gonna be like, and we just rail yeah. on the internet. You're going to be talking all about the fucking, the media conglomerates and yeah. everything that they, how they control us. But stay tuned for next time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess uh, what are some more of your um, uh, goals with... Uh, costs that you want to do like um creatively or just personally because i know you said you blog too yeah what do you what are i guess some more of your personal goals that you're working towards right now i mean i always want to make more vlogs like i always love it when like i just did my summer fest video this last week awesome. it had been like a month since i had made one what and was so, it what was it like what'd you do with oh it's it uh so i made a summer i made a video when i first started vlogging i think it was like 2015 um it started getting really hard in the beginning to like make a video every day and tell a, yeah. a story that anyone would care about. So I was so jacked for Summerfest because this was going to be like one of the first times where I could like tell a really big yeah. story and I could I could use Summerfest as really good SEO yeah. clickbait. And so I had my camera and everything all ready and uh, I went in, got my ticket, and then they kicked me out because I couldn't have I can't you can't bring a camera oh, in there. Yeah. And so I made a whole video and it was called, I got kicked out of Summerfest. And I think if you even go on YouTube and put in Summerfest, it'll be like one of the first videos. I'll post <laughs> a link to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, well, they found it uh, and they weren't, they weren't mad about it, but they weren't happy. And so like every year they've been inviting me back, like with credentials oh, and wow. tickets and they're like, come back, make your video. And so I haven't had the time, uh, but I finally, this year I, I caved and I made the video and I really wanted to make them something um, not only to make up for my, my, I got kicked out video, but I really wanted to make like the best, the best video that kind of represented like what Summerfest was and like just summer in Milwaukee and, and do and create something that you haven't seen before because every other Summerfest video was vloggers interviewing. What do you like about Summerfest? What do you like about yeah. Summerfest? We all know we like Yeah, I'm going to, uh, this is me eating a snow cone. You know, yeah. I, I really wanted to make something really cool. And so I won't spoil it for you, but the first 10 seconds, you're going to be like, all right, this is dope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. It, it's, yeah. It, it's extremely unique, and I was really proud of it. And it's really fun to kind of just reset the, the vlog button yeah. every time I uh, 
I come out with a video, but I'd like to, I'd like to make more videos. Sure. I really, I really spend a lot of time of my free time watching my old videos and, and I've always said this in my videos. I'm always so appreciative that I get to relive, um, the most important parts of my life at the click of a button. I record so much. So, you know, I'll, I have the first time that we met on video and I have the first, most of the people that are closest to me, I have the first time that we ever met in video wow. and it's in a movie or That's a vlog so cool. and being able to relive that and go back three years and go, dude, this, this is the day that we met, you know, That's or so cool. uh, it's just, it's cool. And so I, I really want to continue just documenting my life, yeah. sharing it, um, and, and doing stuff like this, giving back to people, oh, sharing my story, doing podcasts and radio stuff and you know, whatever else. Cause I've caught my carrot. So yeah. <laughs> man, well, I'm catching mine, dude. I appreciate you having dude, me. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Martin, dude. dude. That was fun. That, it went by quick. Like it went by really. That did not feel like an hour or no. fifty minutes or whatever it was. No, it didn't because it was just so fluid. Oh. You know, I feel because I feel like you just have. We bounce off each other really yeah, well. I feel like you know we just have a very similar like mindset yeah. when it comes to success and everything. So, Martin, tell me what keeps you up at night. Not. Uh, what keeps me up at night? All the things that like, I don't know. That's a good question. My God, usually people can't get me on a question. What keeps me up at night? Um, not having enough time the next day to do all the things I want to do. That's, uh, that's the honest to God yeah. answer. Like I'm such a busy person. There's, I want to make vlogs and yeah. I want to do my cost stuff and I want to do podcasts and I yeah. want to do giveaways and meet people on my radio show. And there's yep. just, time has been my enemy since day one. Yep. And so what keeps me up at night is just <laughs> trying to figure out how I can plan my next day yeah. so that, like, you know, I don't have to go to bed at 3 in the morning. I think that's what keeps me up at night. Dude. I don't know why I just did that, but Dude. That, that keeps me up at night. Dude, that is that it. That and uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a nice. Star Wars fan. Yeah. I watch a lot of videos oh, hell yeah. dissecting Star Wars. Dude, that's exactly what keeps me up, though. <laughs> Minus the Star Wars part. Yeah. But... That's exactly. I I will lose sleep over everything I have to do the next day right. because I'm just there's not enough hours in the day. There isn't. It it just it sucks. You and I mean? I, and you I value my sleep. <laughs> I value my sleep a lot, and yeah. it, it cuts into my time I could be cuts in all your real shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> that being said, though, what puts you to sleep? Uh, my noise app, oh, wind. Okay. A little bit of fire crackling. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan of crickets, but I do like the whales. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, and a fan. And then some white noise. That puts me to nice sleep every night. That's a good medley. I don't know if my wife likes it, but <laughs> literally, I turn that, I hit that button on my phone, and I put it like on my little wireless charger, yeah. and it's just like three, two. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it. Dude, that's like a. <laughs> that puts me to sleep. That's a good medley of ambience. That, I would and, say. Uh, that and Maker's Mark. Oh yeah, Maker's Mark. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a fine liquor. I need to yeah. get that on my show sometime. Right. Thanks for Dude, being on the show. Appreciate it. This is fantastic. Thank you very much. Looking at Cost Headphones, fantastic product. Um, and uh, I'll be posting links to that. Uh, also, um, you you have a YouTube channel. I do. You can just put if you just put Martin Moore, Milwaukee in Google, you'll find everything. Otherwise, if you put Martin Moore in YouTube, I'll be the first one that pops up. You heard the man. Thank you for watching, Mr. <laughs> nice Guy. We'll see you next time.